Welcome everybody to Beyond the Hype, the four components of successful social media marketing. As you probably know, my name is John Leland and I'm a digital marketing strategist and the president and creative director of ComBridges.com, our wonderful small digital marketing agency. And uh, I'm really excited about the presentation that I have for all of you. And uh, I'm gonna try and cover as much information as possible without being a fire hose. And I, that's, a, that's a delicate balance because I have a lot of information and I wanna make this as valuable as possible. Let me uh, share my presentation with you. You know, I come to this with a lot of background. I don't wanna say baggage, I wanna say expertise because uh, I've had my own creative services companies now for 35 years, no joke. Uh, started in New York in 1985, and there's a whole bunch of my bio that I, I certainly won't bore you with today. But all along the way, I've been kind of an educational warrior. Uh, I did a number of videos in the 90s about the emergence of digital video technology and wrote for Videography Magazine and the book that you see on the screen, uh, Internet Marketing, Eight Key Concepts Every Business Must Know, I did back in 2012. Um, and so always I've been spanning the Grand Canyon gap between people and technology. And so that led to the name Communication Bridges, which then got shortened to the URL ComBridges and the company name became ComBridges. But always I'm building communication bridges between people and technology. So I have a full agenda, as I said. Um, I'm gonna talk about what the web really is and what social media is, why one would wanna engage and participate in social media. These four core principles that have really emerged and become guiding lights for us at ComBridges and really for me personally in terms of how one uses social media in a way that is both fun and effective. Um, then within that, the circles of influence represent the fact that using social media in a marketing context is really ultimately about building relationships. And one of the themes that you'll hear through all of this is that building relationships is a multi-touch process. No relationship is ever built one in one event. You know, you don't go out on a date and then ask somebody to marry you. It takes a process. Relationships are um, something that is ongoing over time. So in marketing speak, we call that multiple touches. And I'm gonna explain about uh, the digital engagement process. Um, and it is a process engaging people with social media and with email and with the web. And so that's what, what I do as a strategist. And that's what I want you to be able to walk away today with is an understanding of how digital engagement with social media marketing works in a way that's values-based. And that's what I mean by real success. It becomes meaningful, it becomes valuable, and you build real relationships that means real business and not just like a one-hit wonder kind of business, but relationships that can be ongoing and which are valued by your customers or whatever you call them. And then I'm gonna to touch um, pretty briefly on implementation, but at least give you some guidelines. So if that sounds good, give me a thumbs up or whatever, and, uh, and we'll dive in. So as I said, I really look at um, the web as two webs. Uh, and this is one of the areas that social media deservedly has gotten a bad rap. 
Um, so forgive me if the, my language offends anyone, but there is the bullshit web. I mean, it's undeniable and it's, uh, you know, ugly and it's pervasive. Um, and this includes spammers, hackers, shuckster sales pitches, uh, people who say, Here, I have the magic bullet formula that you're going to make $100,000 in your first month or whatever. Um, and the, the, part of that culture is really, it's all about the hustle. So that is not what we're talking about today. It's unfortunate and it's real, but also just as real is this very human web that's been there since the beginning. Um, when I talk about this at length, which I'm not gonna do today, I talk about the development of open source software, which is what the internet was built on. And open source software is free, it's collaborative, people help each other willingly without compensation. It's a whole other kind of culture. And that human web is built on authentic relationships. It's built on people helping each other. Um, there's a process that I like the term creative recovery, which is Julia Cameron from The Artist's Way. Um, people are being expressive. They're exercising their creative muscles. And that's part of the human web. And like I said, it becomes a process, not just kind of like a transactional one hit kind of thing. So that's why I'm here today, because I believe in the human web. I think that social media is a direct outgrowth of that. And so, you know, keep that in mind when social media becomes overwhelming or when there's all kinds of trolling and ugly stuff going on on Twitter or what have you. <clears throat> there's going to be email spam, just like there's regular email. There's going to be spammy social media. And then there's also going to be human social media. And that's what I think works. I don't think these quick, you know, sometimes people make money with the quick hit, you know, miracle cure kind of formulas, but it's not all about the money. I, I hope we're all mature enough here to recognize that life is not all about the money. Yes, it's great to make money. I have no problem making money. Money's great. But doing it in a way that um, at the end of the day, at the end of my life, I'm going to go, oh, I lived a good life. It was worth living. That's something that goes beyond, uh, you know, just doing stuff to make money. So that's, you know, a, just a point of clarification, really, that uh, recognize which web you want to be on and play with the good guys. So why would somebody want to do social media? There's a lot of different reasons, and um, I mentioned a lot of them before, um, but I think that the opportunity of social media is to build relationships, because then we have a human interaction that's worth nurturing and worth continuing with. I also think it's great to be playful and have fun. As I said about creative recovery, you know, the web is an area where you get to be creative. I'm a big proponent of video, as a lot of you know, and I'm going to talk more about that. But the experimentation and the playfulness um, leads to creativity and leads to connection. Um, it can even have a vulnerable component to it. Um, and then you begin to expand your influence. You begin to have actually more of a known following because of the value that you're offering. And that can generate new, uh, new kinds of opportunities. There also, for businesses and organizations, is this opportunity to be present in the marketplace. And in terms of our kind of corporate and nonprofit organization clients at Combridge's, we really see that 
And I, I can't resist telling a, a quick little story about that. When I spoke in the, I believe it was the late 80s at Inc. Magazine's Growing the Company conference. Uh, at that time, before social media, I was talking to the companies there about email. And, you know, I said, you have a toll-free number. Every company has like an 800 number, has a, you know, the way that people, their customers reach them and reach out to them. Email at that time in the late 80s was just coming online. And I said, you need to answer your email the same way that you answer your toll-free line. Fast forward to 2020, now there are customers out there who are ringing your social media phone, who expect you to be there, who expect you to be responsive. Uh, and in many cases, companies still are not answering what I call the social media phone. They're not being participant. So that's, that's another good reason to be active in social media, especially if you're a company or, or a larger organization, a nonprofit, an activist, what have you, is that people are, are responding and people want to hear from you. They have questions. They may be tagging you. And if you're not there, it's just not good business to not answer your phone. In the same way, it's not good business to not answer your email. It's not good business to not be present on social media. So establishing that presence really does make a difference uh, in a lot of different ways. So what are these four core principles that I've been talking about? Um, they have a, a, a bottom line, which I've touched on and I'll touch on again. I like the phrase uh, leading with value. And I come back to it again and again and again in everything I do because it's a values-driven approach. We're not just in it to make money, we're in it to build relationships, to make a difference, to be of service. I'm making that assumption, if that's a stretch for you, then I might not be the right social media uh, marketing strategist for you. Uh, because I think that that's the, a kind of approach, a values-driven approach, which is worth doing and also which truly is effective and makes a difference because it builds authentic relationships. And these are the four components or the four core principles that I think make that kind of approach work. One is that you have to be consistent, just like in a relationship, right? It's not a one event thing. It's a process that happens with multiple touches over time. So consistency breeds trust because you're present and participating on a consistent basis. The other thing is, if you're trying to sell somebody something, they can smell that. I use the term bullshit meter that, you know, I think that people's bullshit meter, their ability to like be sensitive to somebody who's a huckster, who's just trying to sell something, that meter has gotten more and more sensitive over time. So if you're not for real, if you're not authentic, you already are behind the game. The only way to really engage people is to be authentic. And, you know, that's one of my assets, I think, is that I'm authentically enthusiastic about social media. I genuinely think it's fun. I genuinely feel good about building good relationships and, and being of value to people. The other thing that is definitely a core value for me and I think for our company is the willingness to play an experiment. Um, you know, there's so much literature that talks about there's no failures, there's only you know, stepping stones along the path of getting better and doing more, making a bigger difference. 
And uh, you know, the willingness to play and experiment both makes the journey fun while you're doing it, but also is kind of the nature of this. You know, part of what I like about social media is it's constantly evolving. There's constantly new ways to do things. You know, as, as I've said, and we'll say again, I'm a big proponent of video and video is always changing. Social media video is its own kind of type of video. And so the willingness to, explore, to, to play and experiment becomes an optimization technique because you're always refining and getting better. You, there isn't really a goal line. There is a process. And so you make mistakes, you experiment, you try things. Oh, that worked, that didn't work, and so forth. And that's how you learn, and that's how you get better at social media and build a real success. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens by playing and experimenting. And finally, I know it doesn't really sound like a principle, but video is the ultimate leverage. Um, you know, it's a real differentiator. Um, and, you know, all the statistics tell us that when you do video, if you do the same kind of content in social media with video or as video versus as a static image or as God forbid, as simply text, uh, you know, they, it doesn't perform as well. Video consistently performs better and it's an avenue for authentic connection. I would not do a webinar in the Con in the way that people do it with just slides and audio, because I want to be able to look at you. I want to be able to ha give you eye contact and have you see me at the same time that I want to give you visual support. So those are the four principles, consistency, authenticity, play and experimentation, and video. If you want to read more, I've written a little bit more uh, of, about these four principles on our digital engagement uh, services page. And Rachel is going to throw that in the chat for you if you want to link on it and, and read more about the digital engagement. I'm not just talking about this and actually not just only doing it for clients, which we do do, but I became a video blogger last year and it was one of the biggest accomplishments of my life, I think, and it changed my life. This is our blog page on the Combridges.com website. And this actually is an old capture. There's maybe, I've done, I, I'm currently editing my 30th video blog post. And it's so it's become a body of work, but it also has been a full expression of exactly what I was, what I was just talking about. Um, it, it, you know, I like to think that video blogging is now my superpower and I'm not actually doing it weekly anymore, but this was a cover image uh, of the video blog post where I talked about it. But it's got that quality that I was talking about in terms of consistency, authenticity as a human experience, and that builds trust. If you read books and, and study about social media, the holy grail of social media is trust. If people trust you, they care about you, and then certainly they're willing to do business with you. If you don't have trust, you don't have much. Uh, so being out there on a consistent basis, whether it's weekly or biweekly, and doing it with video and putting yourself out there in that way, it created a major shift in my business. It was an up level for me in terms of my capabilities, and I, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. So here's the, the diagram that I promised. This is the, I've got kind of two levels of it, of which this is the first level of understanding how all these pieces fit together. I think if there's one thing 
that um, I would say about myself as, you know, patting myself on the back, uh, is that I have an understanding of how the pieces fit together so that people can understand what the, you know, what this is all about and how it works. Um, that's what I do as a strategist. And so this is a new chart. This is one piece of the chart. And, um, you know, I just want to pause and kind of reflect on that because when I did the book in 2012, I was talking about search engine optimization and pay-per-click advertising and social media and email and how do all these pieces fit together. And that book is still kind of relevant in terms of what the pieces of social media are, but this is another level of it. So when you think about when you go out on the web, and this is something that we do with people, for example, in email lists and segmenting the email list, there's, there's the whole universe of everybody. The, it, on the outer circle is this, people need an introduction to you. They don't know who you are. At the next level, there may be some kind of casual connection, like they've heard of you, being friends on Facebook might you know, be into that category. So there's some kind of connection, but they don't really necessarily get you. They don't really appreciate what your value is. They don't know you. The people that know you and really value you, that's your core tribe. So is that clear? So there's, there's people who don't know you, there's people that have some kind of casual connection and the core tribe. And when I talk about the process of digital engagement, I'm talking about taking, you know, there's your same three circles down here. And how do you move people from being in need of an introduction to having a casual connection to becoming a member of your core tribe where you actually do business together? And so that this is this is my digital engagement process chart. And again, I want to underscore the word process because it doesn't just happen in a day. It happens through a multi-touch process. So outside the circle where people are in need of an introduction, we call this the top of the funnel. And, and in case you don't know that term it's a marketing term there are many different kinds of funnels but these orange arrows are designed to represent that what we're talking about here is a sales funnel there are always going to be more people that never heard of you than are in your core tribe so it's a process where you move people into smaller and smaller groups and ultimately you know this is that core tribe and the ability to do business with someone to have a long-term relationship ideally even to the extent that they would recommend you to other people that's the goal that's the, that's like the, the really really good stuff that's available here so we start at the top of the funnel engage is the middle middle of the funnel and relate i came up with my simplified version of a sales funnel when i wrote the book and it was attract engage and relate so initially the people that haven't heard of you need to be attracted and these are only five of the ways that you can attract people. I'm using this free webinar, for example, as a way to attract people that haven't heard me or don't know me, but can get a sense of the value that I'm doing my best to offer. YouTube is another great way to attract people. People don't remember that um, it's very common knowledge in marketing circles, but not everyone knows that YouTube is the second biggest search engine. So there's Google and 
owned by Google, but the second biggest search engine is YouTube. And I don't know about you, but I look for things and find answers and learn things all the time on YouTube. Kids who are studying for papers want to know about a, I don't know, a, a, a weird animal, they'll look it up on YouTube and watch a video rather than read an article. Um, Facebook is a dominant social media, but Facebook advertising, which we have some expertise with, um, is a way to target very particular people and bring them into the funnel. I haven't even added in here Google AdWords, LinkedIn advertising, there's all kinds of, you know, this really should say social media ads. Search engine optimization still brings people from Google and also being out there doing valuable content on social media enables you to be discovered. And there are ways, we're not gonna get it, that's a whole other workshop. But what we do when we post to social media is we optimize those posts so that the relevant people that are interested in what the posts are about can find them and be discovered. So just being discovered is a lot like attracting people. And I wanna pause because the attraction is just the first step. That may sound like a no brainer or like I'm saying something super basic, but you know, what I find, and it's interesting in the, in the SEO domain, one of the area, areas where, um, or one of the ways that ComBridges gets new clients is off of LinkedIn Profinder. And more than once, uh, businesses have posted to LinkedIn Profinder saying that they're looking for an SEO consultant. And SEO, for, if you don't know, is search engine optimization. And that is um, a way to attract people to your website. They don't think about that just bringing people to the website does nothing. I'm going to say that again. Just bringing people to your website does nothing. Um, if you look at web analytics, people that come to your website are there on an average of 1.2 seconds. I made that number up. It probably is less than that. Um, most people that come to your website will be there quickly, look at it, and move on. Um, and if they spend more time, there's a good chance they got distracted while they were there and moved on. Um, so you need to have something on your website that, that moves them to this next level of engagement. Um, so attraction is just the first level. You have to think about it as a process, again, with multi-touches and relationship building. And the first thing you want to do is figure out how to engage. The most common way to engage is to get them to subscribe to something. It might be to register for this free webinar. It might be to subscribe to an ongoing email, which is so kind of almost cliche at this point that it doesn't sound like much of an attraction. But if somebody has some interesting information, I might subscribe. Uh, another way is they might follow you on social media and with the support of Facebook ad boosting, they might see the stuff that you're posting. Um, how to get them to see that you have valuable content and sign up to get more of it begins the engagement process. And so, you know, the fundamental part, we call it lead capture is the marketing term. And that would be somebody that subscribed or not even necessarily subscribed, but got a free download or you had a white paper or, you know, I know we have a writing consultant on, on the call, you know, offering a free lesson or some uh, free video series. Um, one of the ways that uh, that's done also is a free email course, maybe five, 
a sequence of five emails or ideally five emails with video lessons that people can sign up for because they want to learn about the expertise of what you're offering. So those kinds of incentives create engagement. And then a lot of people stop there. The big term that um, I learned a number of years ago that I'm a big fan of is lead nurturing. So once you've captured a lead, you want to think about how do you turn that into relationship building or lead nurturing. And that is with, that's where the consistency comes back in, that it's not a one-stop thing. They didn't just come to your website. You didn't just get them to subscribe. Once they've subscribed or become a follower, how do you continue to develop uh, valuable content that builds the relationship process? And that is one of the big benefits, for example, that I've seen of my own video blog is that there's a continual engagement and people know that they can count on me to continue to do insights about, you know, values-based social media marketing. So once, you, once you've got that going in a way that you're authentically valuable, or like I said, leading with value, then you have the opportunity to make offers. Then you've earned enough trust that now you can ask for the sale. But the classic mistake is I got, I used SEO, for example, just as site one, they came to my website, now I want them to buy. That's the equivalent, well, I don't wanna to get too into sexual metaphors, but you know, it's like asking somebody to go to bed on the first date. I can say it as gracefully as that. It's inappropriate and doesn't make any sense. But on the web, it happens every day. It's like, they came to my website, why didn't they buy? Well, you weren't thinking about digital engagement as a process. So you, you contribute valuable information, valuable content, um, make your offerings in one way or the other as you build this relationship in a process and earn the right to then ask for the sale. One of the leading social media experts, Gary Vaynerchuk, wrote a book called Jab, 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 Left Hook. So the jabs were the like, offer valuable content, offer valuable content, provide valuable content, then ask for the sale. So that's, that's the way this works. And then as you have that relationship and someone becomes part of your core tribe, you have the ability to do business with them. You have the ability to offer them additional services or a more, you know, a, a more expanded product, whatever it is. Um, and ideally at the end of the day, you've made them so happy that they refer you to other people and become a lead resource. That is a core tribe. So that's the digital engagement process. Boom, how's that? Quick example, this is something that we do for one of our, our clients. We use Facebook ads, we also use Google AdWords, um, and they, you know, they have a, a remedy for Candida, and we offer a free PDF download. Um, so we use the ads as an engage, as an attraction tool to provide, I mean, this is a, a, a full on ebook. I think it's about a hundred pages, 75 pages. Um, and they want people to understand how the recovery process works. So they developed it over years and we've had literally, I think I could say tens of thousands of downloads. Um, so that then becomes people who are into that second sphere of influence. They have an idea about the value that's being offered. And then we continually uh, offer them email uh, with valuable content. Every time we do a blog post, they get an email. Every time we do a video, 
they get an email. So it's an ongoing follow-up sequence uh, that the, actually there's an initial follow-up sequence and then ongoing emails that we uh, continue to nurture those leads and turn some of them into buyers. That's about as simple as it gets, but that is uh, the same kind of attract, engage, relate uh, sequence. So um, implementation is a whole subject in and of itself, um, but here are a couple of top level insights. Not enough people plan. Um, we use tools called content calendars. You wanna think about um, which channels are best for you to use. Don't try and do all the channels. Um, we use software tools that enable us to uh, serve our clients across multiple channels, but especially if you're a solopreneur or a small organization, choose which channels, you know, if you're business to business, LinkedIn is almost a no-brainer, is the best place for you to find the people that you're looking for as an example. If also, if you're a small organization, think about baby steps. How simple can you make it? Uh, and, you know, try and roll it out, you know, little bit by bit by bit, sip by sip by sip. I'm a huge fan of being collaborative. Um, I'm really proud of the team of uh, part-time contractors that make up my company. Uh, and I'm really proud of the way that I've continued to collaborate with people online. One of the really incredible things about um, social media is that you can build relationships. Um, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand Twitter, for example. I interact there with CEOs and leading strategists and we trade information and um, it's something that uh, is really useful. And so I think that one of the, uh, actually Z Dr. Zach Bush said that uh, isolation is the meta disease. And I think that a lot of us suffer from isolation and getting out there on social media, interacting, being valuable, offering to be of service is a great way to get out of isolation and build relationships. Um, I don't wanna kid anyone that, uh, you know, this stuff takes time, which is why I'm, you know, one of the core principles is play and experimentation, learn along the way, be willing to make mistakes, um, and ideally turn it into some form of creative fun where you play and experiment and that kind of thing. So quick recap, tell them what you tell them, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them and tell them what you told them. This is the tell them what you told them part. Be one of the good guys, be on the human web, offer real value, offer real service, be authentic, you know, be on the right side of that two webs chart. Um, answer your social media phone, be out there and, and listen for people who are looking for what you have to offer. There's all kinds of ways to search every form of social media for groups, for other people who are in the area where you are, network with the other people that uh, you know, are doing what you're doing, and you'll find that you can connect with other people. Um, so both listen and make yourself available. Use those four key concepts. And again, on our digital marketing page, you can read more about them, but be consistent, be authentic, play and experiment, and use video. Know that there's circles of influence. Speak differently if you can, uh, and this is what we do when I say we segment an email list. Different email voices, if you will, for people that have never heard of you and you're welcoming and I'm so glad that you subscribed and I want you to get to know us better. 
um, people who are already do have some idea and are engaged, how do you contribute more value to them so that you're nurturing those relationships so that over time and over multiple touches, they become part, part of your core tribe. And remember that it's a process. It does go step by step. It, you're building a relationship over time and don't ever think that it's just sort of like, oh, we did this thing. Like, I don't think I did this webinar, now I'm done. <laughs> this is one step along the process. This webinar will evolve. I'll probably do it again in a different form because I'm learning from doing this. This is like part of my experimentation to do valuable content, to see what the feedback is and what's useful to people. So uh, implement with baby steps, get the support of a team as much as you can, collaborate with as many people as possible. So that's it, that's, that's the overall presentation and I hope that's useful. Hey everybody, welcome. We got Samantha, we got Vince, we got Nate uh, and Lori, Karina, Karina, I got it right this time. So oh, the door is open for questions. Anybody have any questions or how was that? Any feedback, whatever? Oh. I'd love to say something. Hi, how you doing? Welcome. I'm doing great. Hi, thank you so much. That was really, like, I just loved the way you talked about how at the end of the day, we all want to be caring about each other, right? Like it's a human experience and relating marketing to that is so important and it like, bridges the gap. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. That's great feedback. I really appreciate it. I know we had, we had a question in the chat that uh, people didn't oh. know what Candida was and Rachel explained it. So, Karina. you know, I'm, I tend to work one-on-one, -on -one, so I like really custom and all of that. So that's why I steer away from marketing because it feels like it's like mass talking to the masses, which doesn't feel genuine or any of the things that it sounds like we're, I mean, obviously we're supposed to be doing. So I'm curious, like, do you believe in creating multiple muses and then you kind of create verbal or you know video content for like sub sub cult like sub groups or something you know like how many subgroups do you I, create uh, I, well part of what we do as digital marketing agency is help people develop a strategy and it's always going to be different for different people um you you know clearly you want to be as targeted as possible you know, I, I believe in the basic business plan uh, exercise of writing up who are your, your ideal customers. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the beautiful things about, for example, Facebook advertising is that we can be pretty laser targeted about who we're offering the, whatever we're offering to. Okay. So I'm not really answering your question. There's, there's no one size fits all to say three. You know, no, yeah. that's not a legit answer, but it depends on the size of the organization. It depends on the size of the offerings. You know, right. a big multinational company would have who knows how many 500 to 5,000 different products. So there right. could usually be that many audiences. Our sweet spot is small businesses, but not all the way to solopreneurs, but, you know, probably, um, you know, certainly six figure and seven figure small businesses. And they tend to be more like two or three primary audiences. Um, and then, uh, um, you know, we are, Marin Airport or the local airport bus company is one of our clients. And they're, you know, they're kind of, it's a broader travel audience. Mm 
mm-hmm. um, and and they're much more in the category of answering the social media phone. If we want to be there, people have questions. We want to notify people of route changes. You know, so there's that. It just really depends on the business. That but, makes but sense. But the idea. The idea of segmenting and having those target audiences is something that I think is typically missed by a lot of small businesses. Um, they, you know, people think I'm just going to do this one email newsletter. We'll do it once a month. We'll put everything that we have to say in that one thing. And of course, people don't read big, long scrolling emails um, as opposed to who are the new people? Who are the people that you know we're engaging with? Who are the core audience and, and doing different communications for each one of them? Thank you so much. That's very helpful. And thanks for your questions. Oh, I can see it's Nate Sumner, right? <laughs> yeah, you're muted, Nate. It's good to see you. It's been a long time. Hey, yeah, good to nice see you, man. Nice to see you, John. Yeah, you too. How you been? I'm, I'm fine. You haven't lost your mojo. <laughs> we, we work together more 12 or 14, 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We built, we built an app. We did. We did. Yeah. And, and, then, and you're mostly and doing art these days, right? I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm basically out of, out of real. Well, I do a few referrals in real estate, but I'm, uh, I'm listening to you and I'm realizing I have to have to figure out how to market my art. I, I just did the painting for 10 years because it was fun. Now I've yeah. got, 120 pieces that I, I can't, there's not room. <laughs> Gotta sell. <laughs> that'll, so, that'll motivate the sale, right? Anyway, yeah, this was good for me. Oh, good. I'm so glad. All right. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you for that feedback and, and thanks for showing up and for your time. Well, it's a pleasure. Lori and Vince, any comments or uh, questions? The one thing that comes back to mind is is the piece where you had the telephone pole in the middle of Kansas. So that was an idea that came from Peter, who's on the call, uh, about you know just having a website is like putting a, a poster up on a telephone pole in the middle of a field in Kansas. So you're saying that's kind of the image that comes back to you is uh, you know that it takes a lot more than just a website in order to engage people. Right, which is what I'm dealing with currently with, with my primary client, that their website has virtually no outreach. Yep, so, there, that's, uh, it's interesting. There's a client that's doing video. I don't know, it's up to you if you want to say who they are, but they're doing video on a pretty regular basis, but they don't, they're not promoting it. In fact, I have, I have a call tomorrow, I think, or, or Monday with a, a big nonprofit, I mean, and they have a team in social media, but uh, I pointed out to them and they're interested that even though they're putting stuff on YouTube and producing these videos, they really don't understand how to get them out to an audience and do something that's really engaging. Uh, so it's interesting that people will spend the time and the money to do video, but not really think through the distribution and, and how to take advantage of that. Yeah. Am I hearing you accurately? Absolutely. It's frustrating because we're turning out some very interesting content and getting maybe a few hundred hits. Yeah, I mean, and that's true of this big nonprofit too. There, it's some great content. That's how come they're, you know, I'm interested in what they're doing. And, and actually they're doing a series of events with one of our clients. So 
there's also kind of like a, a synergistic thing going on there. Cool. Lori, anything to say? Otherwise, we'll, we'll close the door. She says no. She's happy to be here. And thank you for showing up. And thank you for your time. And that's it. Thank you, everybody. Really appreciate, uh, again, taking the time and something else. Or anyway, thank you for being here. And um, we'll keep it going. And if you want to send any feedback, comments, suggestions through email or other channels, I'm certainly open to it.